Shout I want a hug. Bottles in the club. Shout I want a hug. Apart from like Kid Rock, like I can't name any songs. <laughs> what other songs does Kid Rock have? Ball with the ball, the bang, the bang. Song slaps. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to season three of Head to Head. I think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name's Jake. As always, I got Dylan with me, and we are on episode four right now. There you go. In front of me, I got the uh, number four seed, I believe, the Jack's Abbey Haponius Union, right up against the fifth seed, the Brooklyn Lager uh, something. Oh, it's a, it's not a lager. It's a Pilsner. I think that was the Pils, yeah. Boom. Pilsner, Check that 12 out. fluid ounces from Brooklyn Brand. <laughs> Cheers. So uh, what, what Dylan and I are doing, first of all, is uh, we're out, we're out and about in his backyard in the in the kind of Studio 3, I want to say. Yeah, Studio 3. And, uh, you know, we got to grease the wheel a little bit. We got to, what, Dylan, what, what are we drinking in front of us? We sort of got uh, the, the, the shot meets margarita, a tequila shot meets margarita. We got a little triple sec in there, a little baby ice cube, a little tequila, and the lime wedge to finish it off. Um, Cheers, Dylan. Rip it. Oh, horrible. <laughs> what? <laughs> I feel like that actually wasn't bad at all. I uh, generally despise tequila shots because I don't know. I'm not 17. Uh, that was pretty good. It wasn't the worst, Dylan. I have to say the triple sod <laughs> dilution helped a little bit. Yeah. I, the, the, yeah the, the ice cube dilution probably helped mm. and the triple sec, a little one-two punch of soft taste bud uh, catering. Uh, but you got to know your audience when you're brewing up a beverage. So That's true. That's handle, the first rule. You right. First rule on head-to-head is know your audience. Mm. So as you crack open... The Jack's Abbey, Haponius Union, good cue of you to reach in there and crack it. Uh, big news from our program favorite and, uh, you know, soon to be sponsor, Jack's Abbey. Uh, they, oh, good sound. Uh, they just locked up a, a big deal, big contract with the Celtics to brew an exclusive Celtics beer. I think that's big news for them because they're kind of, you know, they're kind of up and comers regionally. Like they're pretty big in New England, but they're trying to like, blast on the main stage so they're i think the first beer i think i might be paraphrasing but they were the first beer to uh to partner with the celtics get an official deal going uh we hope that that brings uh bigger skies and more delicious pastures for them to graze upon in this world sweet i'll cheers to that Tom. cheers indeed cheers. good luck to them i suppose saying uh program favorite as we crack theirs open like i can't pretend to be a completely unbiased party in this. Uh, oh no, we're, we're unbiased. Off. I have to say, you we're, you might be. I'm definitely unbiased. Although, we so are, you're wait. Let's let's take this back for a second. You're willing to just sauce the Jacks Abbey right now in favor of what? Did, what is what's Brooklyn ever done for us? What's Brooklyn ever done for? Um, it's a very good point, though. <laughs> I mean, Jacks Abbey DM'd us back with a, a cheersing emoji. So if that's not like yeah, that's endorsing like, the that's program, second base, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. We're pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> this is good, dude. I remember this from our from our little bonus content, the, mm-hmm. uh, the mini bracket we did with Jack Sabby. This yeah, is good. The lime flavor is really lingering. I, I mean, this one, I feel like this one has a, a quite a good chance because it's the it's a lager, but it's the isn't it an Indian pale lager. lager? Yeah, hoppy lager. Uh, so that sort of caters to our preference, which is generally not as much the lagers and pilsners, more the IPAs. 
But hey, whatever you got to do to bend the rules to to win the bracket, uh, if that's you know what you're seeking to do, God bless you. Yeah, it's got some good. I don't know. It's got some good hoppiness. I kind of forgotten this from the um from from the mini bracket we had earlier. So Dylan, I wanted to bring this up with you earlier. As Dylan and I were sitting here beforehand, you know, planning out our episodes as we always do, very meticulous planning. Uh, We were drinking some beers from the Alchemist Brewery up in Vermont, which are these very hop-forward American IPAs. And I was saying to myself on my walk over here, Dylan, that these beers, I think, are a a form of, like, male, like, domination BDSM culture. That's kind of my thesis. (coughs) You okay? Sorry. I didn't didn't expect you to say that. Yeah, so I I think that, like... do you think they're problematic? No, 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 not problematic at all. Okay. Not problematic at all. Uh, let me finish my, my thought. Yeah, yeah, please. You <laughs> please do. I so I think that like these, so these beers, okay, like they, they're telling you, you know, little boy, you could have, <laughs> you could have a Miller Lite or you could pay four times the amount to have a heady topper that tastes like fucking dirt, you know, mm-hmm. just like. Tastes like somebody's going to take mud and shovel it into your mouth and you're going to like it. All <laughs> the right? best beer in the world, mud into your mouth? No, that's what I'm saying is I think that like, like there's no way. Like it's good. Don't get me wrong. It's it's tasty. There's no yeah. way it's that good. And I think that there's this weird like kind of guilt trip slash domination subgenre. Like I want to know the metrics about BDSM and heady topper drinkers. Dude. <laughs> I want an uh, in- official investigation. Okay. That's good. <laughs> That's I good. told you, dude, we got to talk about this during the episode. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to c- reply to your sort of question with <laughs> yeah. a question, which is conjecture. Where, where does like scarcity fit into that? Mm. Because what Hetty Topper, like I'm sure it's a great beer, like you said, whatever, you know, it's whatever. But part of what helps them stay up near the top is because their beer is really hard to get. Um, Mm. and it's like in the same way that like, like wineries, when they produce like a, like a super, like, you know, uh, fancy vintage, they sell to white label companies, the excess, so they can keep their wine super scarce. So it's extremely sought after. I think there's, and Hedy Topper only sells their beer up there in freaking Stowe, Vermont with all, all the, all the mustached people. Um, (laughs) that's all they do. I I feel like everyone in Stowe has got a must, but whatever. That's an aside. I think, I think they're they're just playing hard to get, you know, it's like, but do you you think that's, do you think there's a little... Yeah, it's like it's like you wanna you wanna want to get your fix if you can get every day, you know. They gotta they gotta make it so that you want it, you know. You're a bad boy for getting that. <laughs> yeah, I, I seriously, I think that there's some overlap between the kind of you know latex driven domination culture and that of the Sounds ridiculously like- hoppy. American IPA. I'm not. I'm not saying. Sounds like you have a very three dimensional view of the the BDSM culture. Yeah, it's a bunch of latex, right? <laughs> Everyone's no, got some gloves. And and I, I don't think that. <laughs> I don't think that this is specific to you know the Alchemist or any of these yeah. things. I just think that there's this weird culture where it's like, oh, you don't want to be one of those you know normies drinking the normie beer. You want to be an enlightened one who's you know getting punished oh, for your sins. Absolutely, I, right? When you phrase it like that, I really—it's <laughs> hard to like, but it's, but agree Dylan, with it's, you. It's good to be punished by these beers. Um, I'm gonna take a gander here. Producer Amon just shot me a link to a website, uh, BDSMBrewing.com. The <laughs> title of this is "The Beating Your Mouth Deserves." <laughs> if this completely validates Jake's argument. I'm going to be so pissed. All right. Remember me. I'm 21. I'm actually older than that. Surprise. Wow. There's a lot of content here. Do you want to distill this 
for us, Eamon, for in, a, in a second, and then maybe, I don't know, hop on a mic? So I, I think that I think that the, the I, I, but I, this people think you're not the only one who I'm not the only one like this yeah which is the first time I can say that for you in a while <laughs> feels good feels good to finally be validated by Dylan we well, just it, we just end this whole episode dude <laughs> all I was looking for is validation from my good friend okay. Dylan not be very validated okay okay like I see well Eamon, you're cutting off a little bit I can't quite hear you <laughs> uh. So here, how about this? We'll crack open the Broken Pilsner, the five seed here. Yeah, yeah, please do. Uh, I'm, while I'm we should. slamming the Haponius Senior. Yeah. That's a good beer. Uh, let me crack I, it. <laughs> that's a good beer. I'm slamming it? Is that the it? I feel like that's not, that's, that's. It's a, <laughs> all right. I, I'm open. I can't say I've ever had this Brooklyn beer. So I'm open to be surprised. But the Haponius Union fucks. This thing it's not the one strung up on the wickets or whatever, or not the wickets. The, Gotta be uh, careful, Dom. The, no, the thing. Stocks. stocks thank you. Speaking Cheers. of this. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this is the Brooklyn Lager from, uh, from Brooklyn brand. Okay. Cheers. Fedoras and all. It's clear as hell. Tastes like a, what does it taste like? Guys got a, like a little cherry wood vibe, you know? Tastes like if you're biting a desk. Sure. You know? <laughs> is this biting a desk while you're like whipped in the behind? kind of thing is this little bdsm action <laughs> no i don't think that there's any there's any domination aspect of this i think this is a this is a sub beer <laughs> oh my god i we saw some crazy stuff at the dog park yesterday <laughs> okay continue <laughs> this was wild so no not getting out much during corona oh my god i can't believe i forgot about this this is like i wonder how pre-corona dylan would have seen this i probably would have just been bored and like let me go home and like play video games but i was enthralled by the world so George and I go we go to the dog park, little margarita in hand, little dinner, sit there, throw a frisbee. Life is good. We're spectating the dog park, and there are some dynamics happening in this dog park. There's there's a dynamics of the owners, many negligent on their phones, you know, just like droids or whatever uh, drones. I think that's what drones. I'm looking for. Completely forgetting their dogs exist. And then there's all these dogs of different sizes and different attitudes. And you're like, okay, it's size probably is some proxy for like alpha, beta, what no. So there's this one fluffy dog, this big one. This is going to go somewhere, I promise. How big? Uh, like bigger than a microwave? Oh, yeah. Way bigger than a microwave. Bigger than this is five like, microwaves? Yeah. Yeah. This is like the size of like a <laughs> camping backpack. No, not five microwaves. Okay, that's, that's not a, it's not a, microwave, <laughs> a big, A camping backpack that you've really stuffed. The thing's big. Okay, it's okay. fluffy. So it's like, it's, it, like, it's like two microwaves. It, so it had the part of what made it seem big is it had the face of a corgi, yet it had like a, pr- a really big body. I think it was a, probably a mutt. Um, it was this fluffy dog and it was beta. It couldn't dismount like these tables at all. It was falling over. I was getting into these fights with other dogs, like sort of playfully, but then they would just like slap it. Um, and then these really little dogs, much smaller than a microwave get involved. And there's all this stuff going on. The the owner of the fluffy dog is negligent. The owners. And so (laughs) what happens is at this point, there's some picnic tables, which the dogs just run amok on in the dog park. They own the tables. And so the fluffy dog, has been getting sort of bullied by this one really small dog. This is like virtually Chihuahua size. And the Chihuahua kind of sized dog, while they were playing, appeared to try to be like humping the big dog. Mm-hmm. But the big dog is so big that it, the Chihuahua going vertically, like going vertically still isn't as tall as right. the taller dog. So it can't execute the mission. We're kind of like, we're like, is it trying to? Like, is it? First off, like yeah, the eyes are bigger than the stomach. And it, well, the eyes are bigger than some part of it in this case. The fluffy dog goes up, lays down on a picnic table, 
What does a little dog do? It seizes the opportunity. You might figure, I don't know, it mounts it from, no, not from behind. Goes up, sits on its face and starts humping <laughs> the hell out of the fluffy dog's face. The fluffy dog is so beta that it's just laying there and there are two owners, neither of which own either of these dogs, sitting on that picnic table watching, <laughs> but then not watching, then watching and be like, uh, st- stop, yeah, someone, the little dog's just someone do something. <laughs> going at it. This was like, I, I'd, I'd give it a full revolution of the clock, the, the, wow. the second hand of it just going at it and finally the big dog just gets decides that it's standing ends this activity it was incredible to see like the circle like the 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 the, the muster the the vigor of these little dogs just to think that they can go at it and he did complete alpha the last time i was at a dog park i was out in la and uh i don't know if i've if i've told the story on air before but i'll just do it again mm-hmm. um <laughs> give it a red button and uh we were, we were, Lee and I were out at this dog park and we were, we were meeting some friends and we were just like, you know, killing some time watching the cute dogs play. All of a sudden, these, these two dogs were being less than cute and were doing something a little bit less than playing. Oh, and they, they were, yeah, they were getting a little growly at each other. All of a sudden, getting a little growly turns into, you know, a little, a little bitey, you know, Ooh. a little going for the throats. All of a sudden, there's like, so the dog park was like, it clearly, there clearly used to be grass there, but it was in the midsummer. So it was all dirt, you know, it was just a dust bowl. So like the dust is going everywhere. The dogs, all the dogs around are just barking and these two dogs are going at it. All of a sudden, this big dude, you know, USMC, uh, this, comes is, an, in this is a human, not a human, dog. human being okay. comes in, it's like <laughs> a big guy tackles one of the dogs. Okay. He's like, they're trying to break it up. So he tackles one of them. They're still fighting. And he starts punching the dog. Oh my god! He's like wailing it. I'll never forget the sign of a human being punching it. Like like he's a gra- they were big dogs. They're so probably hundred pound dogs. And so was, before we all indict this guy, you got. Oh, he think- was he was trying to break it up. He was not trying to beat up the dog. For, okay. He was just trying to like somebody's got to do something. It was probably know? his dog that was getting was, beat up. That's what I maybe, have to think. Maybe, but he was just pounding the motherfucker, dude. Or, sorry, we'll, we'll bleep Jesus. it. Jesus. <laughs> he was pounding it, dude. Like straight up, and then. Did, did the ended. other owners react or everyone oh, was yeah, just, just, just so broke it stunned? Up and Lee and I were like, did that just happen? Because everybody just seemed like it was just business as usual, you know? It was bizarre. This was the other piece. I'm not going to go into another like fucking saga of the dog park. It was a journey watching it. But I was wondering, I was like, every dog owner in the situation where your dogs start to scrump, because do- dogs are going to go Yeah, I mean, they're dogs. They're not yeah, Everyone, ha- Every owner has a different threshold of where play becomes fighting and where they're uncomfortable. And so since you only have one dog, like your dog engaged in that, if your definition or your line is different than the owner of the dog that your dog is interacting with, you're set up for failure all the time. You're either the one whose line is too early or too right, late. Right. And rarely is it exactly the same. Right. Yeah. You'd never be the same. So I, we were watching this and it was so clear. I was like, how do all these people opt in to go here where like every time there's a little scrum with the dogs, clearly one owner was upset and the other owner was blasé. And it was like, this is, seems like a horrible social situation for the people associated with the dogs. I would never bring my dog there. Sure. And well, then people brought help. puppy in. Oh my God. It does help that in this situation, Massacred. most of the dogs are presumably neutered and like, you know, they're- Yeah, but it didn't mean they didn't go at it. <laughs> they, they, I mean, the true. Dust Bowl situation you were talking about was like the fight, not, not the not the sexing. I mean, the, the dogs can go at it if they want, <laughs> but the fighting is the problem. The fighting is definitely about. the problem. I don't know. No, if, if, if some- tiny little dickless dog is going to hump the face of a big fluffy <laughs> well, dog. Don't, don't listen. It's they fine. still have dicks. <laughs> All the key components have been <laughs> dispatched. <laughs> They've been mangled. <laughs> All right. Whatever. All right, Dylan, let's, let's bring it back to the game. 
We, we spent, <laughs> you know, we've spent the dog days of this night uh, going wow. over this, dude. So, uh, what do you think of the beer, dude? We got the four seed, the Ponies Union, and the five seed, the Brooklyn. I'm Brooklyn just going to lodge a complaint that I wasn't done with the dogs, but that's fine. I'll come along with you. Oh, uh, careful, Dylan. <laughs> there's no, there's no. Continue. Double Sorry, there. continue. Um, Some so, of our more astute viewers might have <laughs> might have caught that one, <laughs> but apparently not, Dylan. Oh, I don't know. I said, forget it. I'm just having a couple of beers. All right, um, I'll, I'll go. Uh, I think that the Hipponius Union has both the guile and the uh, kind of scrumptious hoppiness that pleases me so. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, has become a saucy episode. <laughs> I think that I think that it has, uh, and it, it's a very unique beer. And I, I I really like the the things that we have in the show that really. You know, I've, I've had a decent amount of beer. I've had a lot of beers I don't like. I've had a lot of beers I do like. And I like the beers that are like, huh, this is kind of different, you know? Ponies Union is one of those few beers that I've had where it's kind of a, I don't know, it's like a it's genre they say, like bender. Asian fusion, you're like, what yeah. exactly does that mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, Asian fusion can mean like a, I think like it's a thousand term. things, you know? Yeah. And then you have it as like, oh, like... I wasn't expecting that, right? I think that that's what the Hipponius Union is. It's it, a beer it's the, that I wasn't expecting, and it's it's honestly pretty good. And okay. then when it's com- being compared to the Brooklyn Pilsner, it's like, to me, this doesn't really taste like a Pilsner. This is very sweet for a Pilsner. I, maybe that's just you think the, that one's real sweet? Yeah. Maybe it's just because I had it right after we had the, the lime and, and everything and, and the Hipponius, mm-hmm. but let me take another sip. But I think it's a little too sweet for uh, yeah, I Yeah, I think this deserves a little bit more conversation. Not necessarily for this matchup but for if the Hoponis Union were to carry forward I feel like we need to be so this is the Pilsners and Lagers region this is not the IPAs region it's a very good point right and this sort of doesn't and maybe it's it's on it's on us for uh picking favorites of uh, Jack's Abbey and putting them in this bracket like it doesn't neatly fit into the first region the IPAs or this region it, it's sort of a it's a tweener it's the yep. Asian fusion it's the Batman. situation um so the the sort of question i need to ask is like though i think i agree with you it's a i would rather have the Hoponius union within the context we're looking at these like does it deserve to carry on this round next round the round after like yeah, that's a good point. I it mean, could I, be, it could be, it's like, it's not the same as the rest. It's making me a little nervous. You're, saying, a little you're saying it's the ugly step, step. Oh, no, it, could, it could be the, it could be the hot sibling. And then the rest of them are ugly. <laughs> <The hot step. laughs> that's what I'm saying. Because we prefer IPAs and it's the most like an I IPA. Think, I think in my brain, I put it definitely above the Brooklyn Pilsner in I, terms of that. It's, it's when the round one and we'll see, you know, come push, come to shove. What will happen next? Um, were I to be, you know, one that is in charge of that, I might, I think that what you're saying is that you don't want to be influenced by our love of, of, uh, you know, the Jack's Abbey. It, it, no, it's not even the Jack's Abbey's it's IPAs. Mm, very Cause they're, they're trying to sneak that in there. It's a little cheating. It's a little cheat code. You know? like, it's like, what you, know, are, you ever play GTA? They're like, Hey little man, you like, you like hops. <laughs> yeah, like, don't call me little man. <laughs> you're not uh, my daddy. <laughs> we haven't been to a dog park recently. <laughs> 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 um, Okay. So, yeah, I agree with you. It's better. Um, it, okay, all I'm going to say before before I pass my judgment is that in this region, what I was excited to do, one of the, the sort of broad uh, conclusions I was hoping to reach was which do I prefer, pilsners or lagers? I know they're like there's some overlap, whatever. But 
they, to me, they taste fundamentally different. And I was excited to figure out when I reach into the cooler on a hot summer day and there's some of each, which one am I looking for? And I feel like the Hoponius Union is confusing the answer I to see. that question. So I'm happy to, in this round, the first round, you know, it's, it's sort of, it's T-ball here in the first round. I'm happy to agree with you, I think, that the Hoponius Union is the better beer. All I'm saying forward is like, I feel like there's kind of an asterisk on that one. It's not playing on the same diamond as the other ones. Pretty well said. I think that we'll have to see how it uh, squares up in the octagon against... Uh, oh my God, we're going from the diamond, cutting off, no, adding some yes. fucking angles yeah, to angles. an octagon. Yeah, and we're sure. going to get MMA. Or is oh, yeah. This, M- octagon is MMA? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I, don't I think want, that, I think that Jack's Abbey, while you've... Uh, you know, done your best at, uh, you know, offing the head of the Brooklyn Pilsner on round one. We'll see how you uh, fare up next time. So catch us next week on Head to Head. As always, I'm Jake and I got Dylan with me. Catch you later. Dab on him. (laughs) 